There it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I forgot to put my mic on. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Two Beards in a Bible. Uh, we're putting ourselves together here. <laughs> we got to get our makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome, and uh, glad you joined in with us. We are in Acts chapter 11. Dave has... Uh, Agreed to start reading, and it's yeah. at verse 27, you yep. said, right? Yep, I think that's where we left off last week. So I'm just going to read till the end of the chapter. There's only a few verses here. It says, In these days prophets came from Jerusalem to Antioch, and then one of them named Agabus stood up and showed by the Spirit that there was going to be a great famine throughout all the world, which also happened in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, each according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brethren dwelling in Judea. This they also did and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. Okay. Okay. Boy, that's a can of worms we could open up here if we wanted to. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> Let's see what we can do. Um, so what, what do you know about Antioch? Well, I know <laughs> that's where the disciples are first called Christians. I know that much. Yeah. I, I was uh, reading about it, and it, if I remember correctly, it is uh, it was the largest, if not one, one of the largest, if not the largest uh, city in Syria. Oh, really? And it was uh, uh, evidently quite a quite a city to behold. Uh, the other Bible that I had, my car Bible, yeah. <laughs> that I was looking at earlier, <clears throat> had a diagram and showed um, showed a, uh, the way that the city was laid out. And when you came in from the gates on each end of the city, there was a, a street of, of uh, columns, huh. that, uh, and the streets were made out of marble. Wow. And so it was a fancy place. A colonnade. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, it was the, the street of colonnades or the... Yeah. The, Isle of Colonnades or something. That's... And uh, <clears throat> so it was a pretty big place. Yeah. And uh, so that, that that's just some yeah. useless trivia maybe. It's not I... useless. <laughs> but I mean, you, when you read to these towns like Antioch, see, I, I always imagined Antioch was some little like yeah. village, you know, but apparently this was a grand city. Right. And, uh, you know, they, as it say here, that they that they stayed there for a while. They stayed there for a, for, for a year. Yep. Is that right? And uh, so they had a they had a, a comfortable home base there. I suppose mm -hmm. it says that there was a person who stood up in the spirit, and he makes this uh, he reveals this information that there's going to be a great famine. And it says in the days of Claudius Caesar, and that was a uh, we typically know that person in history as Tiberius, and uh, he was he only reigned for uh, I think he was after. Uh, who was he? Was he before Nero? So he reigned to, to 54, 41 to 54. Okay. I believe Nero was right after him. Of course, I could be wrong about that. I used to, I used to have all of the, um, the Roman uh, emperors memorized for the first century. but oh, That's pretty good. Yeah, well, it didn't stick very well. <laughs> but yeah, I believe, I believe Nero came after him, but I think Tiberius died of... Some natural causes. I think he was kind of older. Okay. And uh, so, anyways, that's that's the person that was in charge, and I guess that gives us some kind of. I guess the you know the interesting that's in there, so we kind of know. Yeah. The time period. Right. <clears throat> and and we see that 
uh, again throughout the scriptures if we if we study diligently we we can piece together and understand you know that this timeline really does work yeah <clears throat> and these people that are spoken of were real people yes and uh, you can find you can find confirmation of some of the things that we read about in the scriptures in other writings yeah. of the time so there's lots of instances where especially like in the uh, 18th or 18th or 19th century where scholars at that time would look at some historical fact that was brought forth in the Bible and they would say, no, that's wrong. The Bible's wrong there. And there's a couple of these where that happened and then like 60, 70 years later, there was some archaeology discovery and it says, oh no, the scholars are, the Bible was actually right about that. Yeah. And that that's happened over and over yes. and over again. And, and, and what is it, <clears throat> what, what was Thomas told? You know, blessed are those, those that, who believe without seeing. Yeah, 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 and and you know that it really is the essence of faith that that we take these things and we 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 believe that Jesus is. Yeah. If you make that confession, you know that carries with it that understanding that okay, I, I'm going to take the Lord's word first. Yeah. You know, so that that's something to think about for each of yeah. us if we if we think, oh well, I'm a Christian. Yeah. You know, and, and but we don't. We don't take this to be the inspired word of God. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> up until about 50 years ago, um, most historians did not believe that there was ever a house of David in Israel. Huh. They said there is no historical fact. They rejected that. So they rejected a, you know, basically this whole story of the, of the Jews in the Bible. But I, th I think it was like in the late 80s, early 90s, they found some stone which talked about the battles that a certain king had won. And it's like, oh, and we carried off so-and-so, this king of the house of David. Huh. So then they're like, oh, well, well, maybe we were wrong about that. You know? <laughs> but the but Bible's the, proven right over and, and over. And those things that you know have been in academia for so many years, them trying to say, well, the, the scriptures are wrong. <clears throat> Those things stick harder. Yes, they stick harder they do. in the minds of especially, uh, especially our young people. Yeah, absolutely. So now, now what happens? So there's going to be this famine. So they decide that they're going to send some money to the brethren dwelling in Judea. So back in Jerusalem. So there's going to be a famine, mm -hmm. and of course the Christians that are there are going to have a real hard time. Right. You know, they're not going to be able to buy food. So these people, these Christians in Antioch, decide that they're going to send them some relief. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting, so I, I guess we haven't really talked about this idea of giving at all, really, have we? I don't think so. You know, not, not in any, not really. Yeah, yeah. it really hasn't come up. <clears throat> So John and I haven't previous, previously talked about this, so it'll be interesting to, to, to see yeah. what we both think here. But but this is so so this is like the first example in the New Testament we've come to that talks about this or gives an example of the brethren of of Christians supporting others. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess here's the th this is the things I notice about this. It says. The disciples, so individual disciples, 
each according to his ability, mm -hmm. determined to send reliefs to the brethren. So these were individuals who set aside whatever they could in their own hearts mm -hmm. and decided to give money to help the brethren that were in this other area. Yeah. Now there was a church there. Why didn't they just take it out of the church funds? Well, I, I would imagine that if the people there were in need of, of, of help. Oh, you're speaking of from the from the Antioch, place. yeah. Okay, <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's a, that's an interesting concept, isn't it? It's yeah. an interesting thing. Yeah, yeah because uh, uh, like as you pointed out, there each according to their own ability. And if you look back to Acts two, you know, at the the day of Pentecost, you know what 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 did they do? Individuals sold what they had. Yeah, and, to, and they. To, and they had all things in common, you know, they helped each other. Yeah. You know, they, 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 they stuck with each other through what was probably physically a hardship yeah. <clears throat> of a time. And, and so this is the same thing. You know, the Lord's people, uh, even, even yet to this day, uh, do this very sort of thing. Yeah. You know, there are uh, so many uh, within the church that that do just that. They, oh, see, they, do. they see a need and they, and, they, and they strive to meet it. I think what happens is, you know, is today we've, we've, this has gotten messed up, I think, along the way in, in a lot of, especially among, I guess, a lot of the denominations. Yeah. But here's what, what, you know, the church has a very um, limited things that it can do with its funds. Right. And I've got three scriptures here. Okay. <laughs> we could really talk about if we want to go really deep into this. But I mean, the the church, and and we always refer to that as limited benevolence, mm -hmm. right? So that the church can use its funds, and and we see examples in scripture. You have First Timothy five sixteen as one of them. I didn't know. Um, <clears throat> if this is what I'm thinking of, I went to my secondary brain there. This is speaking about uh, if uh, if a man, First Timothy five sixteen. Says if any believing man or woman has widows, let them relieve them, and do not let the church be burdened, that it may relieve those who are really widows. Right, who so, have nobody to take <clears throat> care of them. Right. So, but but there, I think we see some some uh, uh, an example there of of individuals taking yes. the burden before the yeah. church, and the church is kind of like the, you know, for the church to get involved in the day-to-day -day needs of an individual, it would be kind of like the last resort. Yes. Yeah. Because it's, uh, you know, not, not that it's, not that they're uncaring, not that yeah. the church is uh, uncaring, but what, you know, again, what is the purpose yeah. of the church? Yeah, and, and here's the thing is, the, the church has a limited function. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's, we forget about that. You know, the, the church, the church's responsibilities, its mission is limited. Right. And everything the church can do, individuals can do. The individual is not limited. Yeah. As long as we're not, you know, doing something sinful. Right. But I mean, you know, so individuals can support all kinds of different things financially. The church can't. Right. And this is a, and this is a subject that gets so much, you know, you know when you try to, <clears throat> when you try to explain this sometimes, uh, 
you, you get that deer in the headlights look. Yeah. Because it's so ingrained within society today that, uh, you know, if you're claiming to be a church, well, you're just going to hand out money to people. Or you're right. going to hand out food to people. Um, you know, I've had the discussion with people who, who would say, well, you know, so-and-so church down the street gives out food every week to the poor. Yeah. What does your church do? <laughs> well, the, the Lord's church tries to save their soul. Right. <laughs> Not their stomach. Right. You know? But individuals, <laughs> you know, as they have opportunity to, to help people who are in need of Absolutely. food, you do that. And you should. But yeah. we don't have a lot of that going on in our yeah. country. And if people say that's going on, I really don't believe it. With individuals helping? No, individuals starving. Oh, right. I right. mean, that's... Right. Uh, you can get food all over the place. In fact, like almost every community in the United States here has a couple of food pantries. Yeah. It may it, not be the food you want. I, I think it's fair to say that in this country, we have the wealthiest poor. Oh, yeah. Of any place. And now there are people who are in dire need. I, I, I know of. Oh, yeah. I know of people in other countries, church. Uh, 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 Ministers, for instance, uh, preachers in other countries that uh, have, uh, you know, during COVID were having such issues because they couldn't get out to get food. They didn't, yeah. I mean, they were living on rice. Yeah. You know, and, and and that was that was it. The government would give them a bag of rice and that was all they could, yeah. could get unless they could find something around their property or whatever. Yeah. You know, so, and, and I... Don't know if we want to get political <clears throat> about it, but when you look back at our society and think back to how it used to be uh, prior to, I forget what president it would have been that instituted like the works progress. Oh, Roosevelt. Uh, was that Roosevelt? Yep. I had a different name in my rolling around in my head. But anyways, uh, when, when all of these social programs came out, perhaps they were needed that was the, the New time, Deal. Yeah. The New Deal, and, 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 you know, the welfare program came out of that. And so what, what it's done, I think, in a, in a way, is it has primed people's minds into thinking that the government's going to take care of yeah. everything when it used to be that people took care helped of each out, other, helped their neighbor, yeah. especially when, you came, when, you, when it came to the, yeah. <clears throat> the Lord's Church and His people. They, they watched out for each other and, yep. and took care of each other. Yeah, we've just, I think, and especially in our country, been conditioned that way. My sister, uh, she's involved in one of these food pantries, like one of these, like yeah. they have like the little box. Right. And she came over to the house one day and she gave me like 10 pounds of penno beans. Right. Now, we grew up really poor and uh, we ate bean soup a lot. Yeah. Because it was really cheap. But my sister says, yeah, these, these poor people won't eat this. It's not good enough for them. It just sits yeah. there. They won't eat bean soup. Right. So, or maybe they don't know what to do with it, but. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, not, not, of course, it's, it's not that we shouldn't help, but there's so, there, this is such a huge subject. Oh, it you're is. You're talking about that can of worms. Oh, yeah. It's a um, huge subject. You know, when we, we think about all the reasons, it, it ties back into, it ties back into what we're talking about. It ties back into the church because, uh, you know, if if individuals were doing their job within the church, 
then there would be a marked difference in the world. Oh, absolutely. If, if we were to, and I know this is simplifying it, so when you address your complaints to two beards and a Bible, right. <laughs> realize that I, you preface, I preface this with, I know it's, I'm simplifying it, but you know, if every member of the Lord's church were to be serious about helping their neighbor by right. sharing the gospel with them. And Which getting... means everybody they come in contact yeah, with. Right? Yeah. And if and if that were to take place, then we would see growth within the church like we did in the first century. Yep. We would see people taken care of. We would see a lessening need for all of the services that we've now come to expect the government to take care yeah. of. Yep. And, uh, you know, it, it's a, uh, that'd be a long, hard road to get back there, but it, it it's possible. And yeah. we, we, we see that, we see that happening in the first century. Uh, we, we see that happening with the brethren here and you just think about the compounding effects of these things that we're reading about. Absolutely. And yeah, it, I guess the main point to take off of, out of this is that, you know, in the, in the first century, Christians one helped each other one-on-one -on -one. yeah you know they didn't rely and i think that's what happens is a lot of people you know they they give their uh their offering on sunday whatever it is and they say well i'm done with that mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and oh somebody needs right. something up oh, go to the church that's where i gave my money yeah they'll take care of it and, <clears throat> and that's you know, maybe some, and there are some churches with treasuries, they've got way more money than they, what they need. Right. You know. Oh, sure. I mean, Absolutely. So maybe you should back off that and do something else, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> reach out. Right. You know. Yeah. And, and, and that's a, uh, you know, what a wonderful problem to have if you had uh, so much in the church tre treasury, you didn't know what to do with right. it. Right. <clears throat> but, and it you know, happens. <laughs> but there are, uh, you know, scriptural things that can be done yeah. with it. Yeah. There are that scriptural can, things that can be done that with can it. Be, you know, yeah. that, that can make a, a huge difference. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, uh, you know, you have, you have an abuse of such things as well. Yeah. You know, I mean the basic, and we will get this as we go, get, go through this, but you know, basically, you know, the church can spend its money on spreading the gospel mm -hmm. and it can spend its money on, um, taking care of uh, widows, which widows or, or Christians in dire need, which I would guess you would call limited benevolence. Yeah. And that's really about it. Yeah. Right? And, and, it, and it falls to, you know, family first and, you know, yeah. uh, you know, the abilities of that individual. But after that, then absolutely the church, the church can, can help out for its own. Yeah, but uh, but but that's and that's all the example we have in the scriptures. Now yeah. uh, there are some twisting of the of the scripture that that goes on when you're dealing with let, let's say you know evangelism. Is yeah. that is that a part of the work of the church? No. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> I mean and, it is, but but it's it's again it's actually limited. Yeah, exactly. Because. As we've studied with all of these conversions so far, you know, it's a man, it's individuals' jobs to spread the gospel. Individual Christians, all individual Christians. Right. It's not the job of the, the church 
as an organization to do that. Right. And, and, and where I'm, where I'm trying to, to get into is the thought that, you know, sometimes people twist that idea that, okay, well, this is spreading the word of God. So I'm going to put a bounce house in the parking lot to, so kids will come in and maybe while they're bouncing up and down in the bounce house, I can talk to them about Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Or, uh, let's get people in here and let's give them food. And then yeah. while they're coming through, and I even know of one place that if you, uh, it's a food pantry, and if you want the food, you have to sit there and listen to a sermon before you get the food. Yeah. You know, and, and so there's... What kind it, of food is it? Can't, <laughs> right, no, I, I, don't I don't know. But, um, you know, there, there's those things that people twist it and say, okay, well, this is something good that I want to do. Yes. And so, and maybe they're well-meaning, but they think, well, how can we, how can we make this work so that we can use the church's money? So, yeah. so that I don't have to be burdened. Yeah. You know, and that's what I was getting. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I was getting at. And, and, and obviously that's not the way that this was intended to work. Right. So these individuals, they determined to send relief. They did what they could and they sent it to the, to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would imagine they sent it to the elders because they would know how to best distribute it. Right. Right. Yeah, that's what that's, I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I wouldn't say that that would always be the way it would have to. It, there could be. There could have been an individual there. That yeah. That could have done it too. Well, I mean, in you know, in the context of what we're talking about here in verse 29, you know, the disciples. You know, those are the followers of Christ. So yeah. other Christians, they they have uh, decided to send relief to the brethren. So we're, we're we're talking about a specific group of people. Yes. You know, and so they're sending it. They're sending it. It makes sense when you think about yeah. it to send it to the to the elders because they would yeah. know. Okay, this person is here, and they can yeah. they can then transfer that. And so there's going to be a famine. There's going to be starving people. Mm-hmm. But but the Christians are only sending money to. Other Christians, mm-hmm. they're not taking up a collection to send money to the whole town of Jerusalem, right? And it's not; it wasn't to build a, a bigger building, right? It wasn't to open know, a put food some kitchen, gold in gilding on the yeah <laughs> on the on yeah. the benches, yeah, yeah. They determined to send the relief so the brethren could build a Starbucks right inside the building they were. It's so it's really pretty. A lot of this stuff, as you study through it, is pretty simple. I think as we go through the New Testament, we'll have lots of opportunities to talk about giving more. Yeah, um, yeah. But there's lots of other verses that talk about our attitude and and about um, when we should take a collection and all of those sorts of things. But right, I don't know if we want to get into that in this episode. Okay. <laughs> well, and we've only got about five minutes left. Oh, so, wow. so. Uh, Let's read uh, 12, 1 through 4. All right. We'll talk about those things. Acts chapter 12, starting at verse 1. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread... So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after the Passover. All right. 
So we'll just talk about this, and that's going to end this episode. Mm -hmm. So you've got um, Herod, and why do you think that he was? Uh, why? Why do you, I mean? It says here. Well, what? What was his motivation for doing this? Harass, yeah. harass some from the church. I, yeah, he said. He says in verse three, he says it because he saw that it pleased the Jews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the. Yeah, after he harassed him, you know, I, I, the harassing, I don't know. He just had a had it in his mind that he he just wanted to be troublesome to him. But yeah, then he it gives you a a view into his mindset. Yeah, thinking that oh well, this is this is making the crowd happy. Let's let's yeah. I mean, that, that's really when you think about it, that's the opposite of what you would expect or you'd hope you could expect out of a leader. Exactly. <laughs> He's he's following the crowd. Yeah. And and you know, he's in this political position where he's between the Roman government and these Jewish leaders and he's figuring, well, whatever I can do to make these Jewish leaders here happy, mm -hmm. I'm going to do cuz that's good for our relationship. So, oh, you don't like these Christians? Oh, here's what we'll do. Well, Reminds me of an insecure bully on the playground. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, the other thing. You scratch your head. It's kind of like heartbreaking here. He says he killed James, a brother of John, with the sword. And you know, you think about John, James, and John were the the they were the brothers of thunder, right? Sons of thunder. The sons yeah. of thunder. Yeah. And uh, I would imagine. That that has carried. I, I imagine James was very vocal, mm -hmm. and that's probably why they targeted him. Could be, and we don't. You know, I don't believe we read anywhere else in the Bible about James, the brother of John. Well, I, I'm sorry, we don't read about it after the Book of Acts. Mm -hmm. This is like the only motion, and there are other apostles. We don't really read much about them at all. Right. But that doesn't mean that they weren't doing stuff. They weren't active. They weren't, you yeah. know. And what, what is it? Uh, I can't remember the, the, the place in Scripture where it says that, you know, if if we had written all things, it would have taken yeah. so many volumes. Yeah, we yeah. Read that recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, you know, so, yeah, there, there's a lot more going on. And each one of these that, of course, were chosen by, by Christ, you, you know they were out there. Oh yeah, and and busy and doing doing what they could. Yeah, yeah. We haven't like we we read a lot about you know Peter doing all these things and Paul doing all these things. You don't read about what James was doing or what John was doing, but you know they were obviously extremely active as well. Right. And uh, and because when they killed John, uh, James, it pleased the Jews. Yeah, and that's. That's telling that, right there. Speaks to that bloodlust they still have. Yeah. You know, they're, uh, you know, killing Christ wasn't enough. Right. Yeah. So they killed one of the leaders. And then they grabbed Peter. And it says that they intended to bring him before the people after the Passover. Mm -hmm. I wonder what they were planning to do was. Right. Probably to stone him. Right. I would imagine. Or something like that. Um, and when they took Peter, now this is interesting. It took four squads of soldiers to keep him. That's 16 soldiers. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of men for one little dude, <laughs> right? Right. 
Yeah, it's either pomp and circumstance. Yeah. To make a big to do I mean, of I, it, or yeah. or maybe he was that wiry that he. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, some of these fishermen are pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, it is it is interesting. They, I mean, here's this this man Peter, and they put sixteen soldiers. I mean, it's that's that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it's it's interesting. I wonder if it's because they have a reputation of escaping. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. And and you know, there's some foreshadowing there for the next episode. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll go ahead and stop there, John. All right. Well, thanks for joining in. Uh we hope to hope you join in next time. Yeah.